kind of. So, um, working on some stuff behind the scenes. I'm definitely in my, um, spring awakening. A lot of energy, even though I'm still in a nice, quiet, quiet, calm place and so beautiful outside. But, um, obviously you're going to see on the title, y'all, this is your PSA for real, your public service announcement. There is no reason on this green earth why you should be traveling to Mexico. You know, we we went when we were kids with my parents. Went all of one time. I wouldn't recommend anybody goes back. It's so bad that it's it is a tragedy i think what happened with the shanquella robinson and the way that they're treating that on both ends both on the mexican side and on the us side and obviously i'm talking about this on the heels of what happened with the four americans that were kidnapped listen to willingly cross the border and go over there for why i don't know now but with that being said i do have friends Okay, I do have friends that they did go down there. Um, one of one of my friends is Mexican. She is from out there, and her family goes back and forth. And so, one of the other friends who is black, like me, went with her. And every stop of the way, like got coming back in, and I think they got stopped one time when they were out there too. And um, so. They kept asking the the Mexican friend if she was okay because the person that was with her was black. So it's like, no, 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 I'm fine. She's my friend. Like we are, we, you know, we've known each other for years and stuff. And they're like, if you're okay, like blink twice, like type of a thing. And um, <clears throat> it just, I, I, it doesn't take, and I don't know, I don't know. The thought process, really, maybe it's because, you know, we do joke about um, sometimes the the running joke out here is that we do live in Mexico and we've been living in Mexico because depending how far down you drive, you're basically everything is just, you know, it's like I don't have to cross the border of San Diego. It's right here because like like it's so saturated in everything. Like if I wanted to go shopping, I'd have to speak Spanish. Link English is not the primary language, and I don't look like them or anything like that. And but um um especially considering that you know California is a melting pot. But, um, and so you, you kind of are gonna, although it's predominantly white in some areas, you know, and you do have your Korea towns, but for the most part, not to where it's like whole entire, like miles and miles and miles of just, and if you know, you know, but, um, I, I listen, 2023, cancel those trips, cancel those trips. Go somewhere else. Take a cruise. <laughs> you know. Um, but Mexico is not it. It is not. It's not. It's not safe. When it and and I think, like I said, for for us out here, it's not. We're not. Uh-uh. We're not going over there. I think that. Um, 
at one point in time, it used to be destination. I know spring break actually is right around the corner. Cancun stuff. I um coincidentally one of the some group of girls, some younger girls that I used to um go to church with, they went there for their bachelorette party. It couldn't be me, no sir, no ma'am, no pork, no ham, nope, nope, nope. But um, I think part of it is just kind of like that that risk taking that risk and it really can cost you your life and I feel like you know especially with the Shanquilla case and how it was brought out so many other Americans who have gone there and have not made it back and <clears throat> it's even things like um if you get sick down there you you're done you are done because it's like they all try to extort money out of you. There's a corrupt police system out there. And um, what's kind of messed up too and sad is that this was at least caught on video. So it kind of, there's an alert system part to it. Not that the Shinquello case stuff wasn't caught either. But if that wasn't caught on video and people started to ask questions, then the family members would have just known that they fell off the face of the map and there would have been on nobody's radar or just in no man's land. I don't know. I'm, this doesn't need to be too short. Obviously, if, if you're going to go, you're going to go. Via con Dios. But, um, but I wouldn't recommend it. I'm, I'm, mm -mm. no, I'm good. I wouldn't do it. Um, there's so many other places to, to go and see and, and that are a little bit more tourist friendly, you know. Um, these people were out just out here minding their business. And that that's a hell of a lot of a tragedy for it to be quote unquote mistaken identity. Just reckless as fuck, just taking people's life all willy-nilly. And part of what grinds my gears, too, is that these were Haitian people. So, and the the people that they took out were black, too. So it's just that good old black-on-black -black crime, you know, no regard for life. I don't know whatever they thought was worth snuffing out someone's whole entire life, you know, um, this is not the first time they've done it. It's not the last. They'll probably go back underground, swim back to Haiti until things are safe and then come back. I don't know. Just, just treacherous as, as hell. I don't know. Sometimes I really do feel like we're living in hell. Like these really are just demons out here. But, um, that, that's my public service announcement. I mean, as a divine feminine, I'm telling you. 2023 cancel them trips do something else and we have spring break coming out today's march 7 at the time i'm recording it's not worth it i think the risk is not listen so <clears throat> here's what i'm gonna say let me pivot if you really 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 want to go you know this reminds me of another case where it was uh one of the passport boys went out there and I guess they like the way they tell the story he was hitting on this one girl and you know like like trying to to holler at her 
type of a thing. But the way that they, the sequence, the way that they said it, and then he had this drink and he took a sip of the drink and he collapsed. And then um, he died from that, uh, from, from that. And like, there's no answers, no one. And then what's the tragedy is that his mom had to do a GoFundMe. So I'm saying, this guy didn't even have burial insurance. You know, you have money to travel, but you're not making sure that your affairs are in order for your family to take care of you. So if you're going to do it, make sure you go out and get a policy. This will be one of my talking points, I think, even moving forward, too, because when you see how affordable it is to to get it and the monthly payments, if you're going to be traveling, get they even have travel insurance. They even check into travel insurance my parents have it, but we're going to be revisiting it because they do go back and forth um, a, a lot and stuff. But if, if you're going to if, if you're going to do the Cancun thing, make sure you got your policy in, in place. Make sure you have your beneficiaries. Make sure that you have your burial expenses stuff, because this whole GoFundMe thing, not only do they have to go through the grief of this, one of the, the I think the. If I'm not mistaken, because I'm I'm watching Tanya TKO, so this is the first time I'm watching the full commentary on it. Um, but I understand it was like three men, if I'm not mistaken, and one woman. And the one woman has five kids. You know? Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure because I was working on stuff um while while that was running in the background. But if she's the one who lost her life, also um, what's going to happen to those five kids? Now she had her insurance policy set in place and it sounds like she was trying to save money by going there to get cosmetic surgery, which I, I am not opposed to, um, what do you call it? Um, surgery tourism, I guess is what they call it. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'm not the biggest uh, advocate of it. But, I, you know, if, if you're going to do what you're going to do, you're going to do what you're going to do or and or travel for other reasons. Right. Because I, I'm not going to say that, oh, she shouldn't have gone there for like cosmetic tourism. My thing is really at the end of the day, it just so happens they were there for that. But for all you know, they really could have just been touring there. They really could have been just passing through. You know, they really could have just gone to go get like a pina colada, get a little bit of sun, drink a little, you know, stuff and come back. So I'm not going to necessarily blame it all on cosmetic tourism. But if you're going to go and and part of the reason I was mentioning that she went there for cosmetic is she was trying to save on the cost of what it would take to have the surgery done here in the U.S., but there's a reason there's a sur- the surgeries cost more in the U.S. because these people have to be b- licensed, they have to be bonded, they have to go to school for the procedures, and you know they they have more of an not not that things can't go bad here in the U.S., but it's kind of like uh, if you get an infection, you can be treated if you're close by, and and we have certain you know, codes and regulations that they're supposed to follow. But that's not, the, like I said, that's not the reason, that's not the biggest, you know, gripe I have. I think that, you know, she went there to save money, but at the same time, she could have had, hopefully, travel insurance, um, but also burial insurance. If you have five kids, you absolutely, at a minimum, 
need to have burial insurance and also a, a good policy because when I even think about it, I've shared this with you guys before and I'll, I'll share more on the back end too. When I see how affordable it was to get a $100,000 policy or a million dollar policy, right? And that's going to be split up with, um, between my niece and my my godkids. If you have five kids, you you know, it's not the most um, pleasant thing. Nothing can ever bring her back. I can't imagine what it would be like to grow up without my mother, you know, um, but it would ease the burden because even if you split that to where it's like 200000 a piece, the average person retires with 250000 in their retirement. And if you learn how to invest that and just live off of the residual or the dividends or whatever, or the interest, you know, between the family, now it makes it easier if you take a million dollar policy and you say, okay, when they're 18, they get 200000 a piece and... But you just put that million into something that pays you like what five percent a, a a year, or something. Then now the the caretakers have something to get them to and from school, put food on their table, clothes on their back, let them be in sports and activities. It's not going to bring their mom back, but for how affordable that was, I I I'm willing to bet there's going to be a GoFundMe for for her and for the other gentleman that it seems like lost his life, and. Um, you know, listen, passport boys, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I, I, would I sell insurance policies to passport boys? This is the thing. If anybody needs it, it's probably them. But the the funny irony, I think when you start to understand how people think they're, they're going to these places overseas because they're trying to get the most bang for their bucks. So they're frugal to their own end or to their own demise so that's where you end up going like Jay Rello you end up going to to these places and then you don't even have a hundred dollars to come back so you know as much as I, he you know um <laughs> I wouldn't have really minded too much if he ended up staying over there but Better thank his lucky stars that he came back alive because if he didn't, then his family would have been left with burial expenses and stuff. And I, I don't think he has kids. But if, if that's what you're going to do, you know, this is just part two of the PSA. If you're going to travel to, to Mexico, have your stuff in order. Have your beneficiaries listed, your will in place, have your burial expenses I would say at the minimum, your burial expenses, it's very, like, that is so freaking cheap. I used to work at a, um, kind of like with a, it was remote work from home. And I used to go over those policies with people. And, and but that was back at, during the pandemic when funds were really tight, right, for people. Super affordable if all you want is just burial and and it was again kind of interesting too because a lot I would get a lot of like Hispanic and or white, um, and it would be things like listen, I want to make sure my son is not burdened with this, so I want to make sure that I have you know the minimum. And one of them she's like I just want, um, 
like a cremation. She's like, if that's the cheapest, like I want to make sure everything is covered. And I went over th- everything with her, and she's like, oh, really? That's that's really good, you know, like um type of a thing. And it it really is a um, message of love. One of the things I haven't really talked about, but I have seen my colleagues do this, is um if the family passes, you're the one to give them the policy. You're the one to take the check to them. Sometimes in most events, um. Usually when the coroner, you know, you're taken in and the coroner announces, you are notified right along with the family. And so you help to oversee a lot of the, you know, making sure. And um, depending on which instrument you have, there's one instrument that my, my mentor told us about. And, and that's what got my mom so interested in it, too, was that um, they have concierge service. So... Some of the other instruments, you kind of have to wait for several days with, with that one company. Um, I mean, within 24 hours, you get the check and you are able to pay for everything. And they handle everything for you. They handle picking out the like if because sometimes people are really distraught. But if, if you wanted to be more hands on, you could. But they will shop around and find you the best price for like the casket they'll get you the best prices for the flowers. They will book the venue for you. And then um, it depends on, like I said too, because usually if you have that policy, what I found out will happen is you will get the chance to go in there and upload your favorite pictures, how you want the program, how you want your obituary. So when, when that time comes, it makes it super easy on the family, you know, um, that you don't have to be like trying to set up a GoFundMe and hoping that you meet, you have to, you know, somebody else mentioned this too, but you have to bury people within a certain period of time, which coincidentally, like in Costa Rica, um, my mom was saying like, if you pass away out there, they bury you the next day. And if you, if you, if you want your body to be preserved, to be bury you three days out instead of of the next day I think it's like three to five days I don't think you like you can't go more than five days you have to pay a hundred dollars to um for them to give the person a shot so that it preserves their body and, and slows down the decomposition and so she's like you'd be surprised how many people cannot afford you know to pay a hundred U.S. dollars I don't remember what the conversion is but it's like in colonus that can't afford that so they're like you're born you are deceased on tuesday wednesday everybody will come and you know lay you to rest and that's it and and so if you have family flying in from out of town or stuff like that you got all three days to get there on the third day boom you know type of a thing so those are things to consider and it's just a tragedy. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to necessarily blame this on cosmetic tourism per se. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I feel like there's a reason why, you know, and I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. Listen, at least I know what they're kind of doing over here. You still have malpractice and stuff over here, but... You know, the the odds are more in your favor over there. You have risk of language. I remember um, 
when all the BBL stories were coming out and stuff. And it was on YouTube, like, a lot. Like, a lot of women were sharing their stories. And I remember one of the young ladies was talking about how it was frustrating because... um, there was a language language barrier and she was trying to communicate what was happening with her. And it's like, you might as well just be talking cat and dog language because they're operating on you. But if you're trying, you don't even speak enough to be able to relay that if you're in pain or how you feel or if you're feeling lightheaded or if you're cramping you know, um, or if you're there by yourself and you don't have somebody that's looking out for you to see if you pass out or has your best interest at hand, um, then your best interest at hand or is it best interest at heart? I think it's best interest at heart. So y'all, you know, um, it, this is one of those things like where I feel like it's really sad because there are so many predators out there and really regardless of why they went there we shouldn't have these types of like demons just snuffing people's lives out for what you know just so senseless and um, such a disregard. And, you know, part of like even the reaction, because they were saying like, you know, pe- the people there weren't reacting to what happened. Listen, sometimes I do wonder what I would do in that situation, because sometimes it would make me want to be like, just so mad, like, what the F are you doing to these people? And but you, they have guns and that type of hostile environment and um is so rampant rampant in Mexico, you know, and a lot of people are likening Mexico to to Blackistan, right? To Chicago and some places in New York here in, in like Los Angeles, um type of a thing that that type of lifestyle and, and type of thing. So but at the end of the day, I think you try to protect yourself the way you best way you can. I think that if if there are if you want to have an amazing spring break or do something different, Mexico is not it. It hasn't been it for years, and I think that with the way these stories are coming up to the forefront with the mishandling of the case for Shanquella, that is not something that's coming. That's not something that's going. That's something that's coming. Like my mom says, so. That that is just beginning to um open up and really build, I think, national awareness here that we have no business taking our you know, US American booties down there. Just just don't do it. Go to other places like there's I was gonna say places like Turks and Caicos, Nevis, Saint Kitts, um I don't know, the Caribbean, the Bahamas um, Europe, one of my, the, um, I guess I gotta call her acquaintances. She, I, I've mentioned her before. She's a model. She just got back from Paris, perfectly fine and intact and in one piece, you know? Um, although on second hand, she did say that, um, there was a, 
because she was with a group of friends and a detective like came up to them, a private investigator guy, and he just wanted to make sure they were fine because he said it looked like somebody was following them and trying to take money off of them too. So you've got to learn to be self-aware. I I will close out with this and this has been weighing heavily on my heart, but if we're going to do a lot of things this summer for my niece, one of the things we absolutely need to do is get her into self-defense classes because... And I think that um, I'm going to be right there alongside with her and learning how to like kickbox and and um, use some self-defense tactics at a minimum. And then maybe next year we'll start to learn how to use the pew pew pews and stuff like that as she's becoming a young adult and we'll be getting her, you know, her permit and driving and gearing up for college and stuff like that. She's been visiting different colleges, college campuses to see what, you know, what she might like and stuff. And we've got to learn to be so aware of our surroundings. One thing I'm super hyper vigilant, like I'm always, and that's why like when I joke about being able to see like the Pookie and Ray Rays and stuff like that from, I can spot it from a mile away because I'm very hyper vigilant of everything that is within my, my purview. Right. So I'm always, you know, looking around, listening for things. And it's it's nothing, it's just automatic. It's always been a my part of my personality. So sometimes I can see stuff way ahead before everyone else and kind of pivot the way I need to. Not just when it comes to the pookies or marys, but also in other ways in life too, especially when you're out in crowds and and driving and stuff like that too. So I just want to help instill that in her too, but it's it's good until it's not good. I don't know that, you know, when it comes to the hands-on, you know, like how they were, had somebody just open fire on them. I don't think that these four Americans had any way of seeing that coming. Um, but if you're like, you know, touring in, in Paris and stuff, then there's, um, I will say this and then I'm officially going to get off. I used to be like, trained in, in some of this stuff but some of the biggest um um deterrence some of the, the best deterrence of what makes people because you have to under, kind of understand how predators operate and predators look for easy targets they look for for easy prey and so you know, if you're that person with your cell phone, you know, in your hand and, and headphones in, you know, or you're out jogging with headphones in late at night and and that type of thing, that that's easy target. But if you, the difference between your body language, making eye contact from a, di- like, it was so cool when I was sitting in the, in the class and it makes so much sense. And I've applied a lot of those things. Like if you're survey having surveillance of of you know scanning the room wherever you are whether it's clubbing or at the mall or at a restaurant or or that type of thing it doesn't have to be creepy or kind of like like you're having nervous tick or anything but you're just very aware of your surroundings and so you are gonna 
carry your shoulders a certain way and even if you need to make yourself look a little bit bigger and or like you're ready to do harm if they come in your space a lot of it has to do with visibility like if they are like oh crap she looks like she has pepper spray in her hand she has something dangerous in her hand she looks like she's ready to like like she's pro you know um kind of like clenching up like she's gonna you know type of a thing or it's not gonna be easy then it's kind of like uh let me let me keep it pushing you know let me go look for someone else you'd be surprised how much what percentage of that helps with that type of stuff right so even like when you're out touring don't be like all you know I guess what you'd call like gringo like just green and like just so oblivious to your surroundings and and type of thing and worse if you don't even speak the language i don't know that's just my thoughts and and worse traveling alone i I, there is a couple of content creators that they've been uploading there's two in particular and they're like moving to a city all by myself i'm like why the fuck would you put that out there why would you advertise that you're in a new city by yourself or alone? And then if you're doing vlogs, they're going to be able to kind of pinpoint what area you're in. Why would you know? Don't do that. You know, like, I mean, if you even go so far as to mention it in your blogs or vlogs, then so be it. But not in the title. For the love of God, why? Like, it's just screaming like I'm an easy target. But. And, um. I know I said I was going to kind of end it here too, but there was another story I heard of a young woman and um, she had just dropped off her her brother at school and she was going to go pick up her friend because she they said she always had this fear of being um, like kidnapped and stuff. And unfortunately, you know, she had done everything she could in terms of like even making sure her, her roommate knew her... Um, her tracker on her phone and she would always text people to let them know where she was. So she was literally two to three minutes away and she decided to stop at a gas station. And the last picture they have of her is her going in. She bought some chips and a soda. And they're saying when she got, when she was going back to her car, this demon came out and forced her into the car and they found her deceased body like a couple days afterwards right and so it's even things like you know at night you know at night and being so aware of your surroundings and this is where even like the little things like teaching our girls how to fight and protect themselves too because I know that she tried to fight the best that she could I mean at the end of the day if you saw who it was it was a, it was a complete demon but um it's we should be able to go to the store and and buy some little snacks or go to the gas station this she's not the first one that went to the gas station and that happened to there was another one where it was same thing was a, a young girl she went um she was going to work and she stopped to get gas and this guy saw her and just decided to just pick her up type of a thing and um same thing just to see so i don't know this is just we live in a world where it's predators and prey you know and i say all that to say you know you you there's a thing like they say may the odds be in your favor but if you can 
turn the odds in your favor, then that means you're going to same thing like with I think even insurance, but you you cross out, you eliminate things that increase your risk, right? You mitigate your risk. So am I saying like if you decide to go on a cruise that you're not gonna have risk? No. But Mexico has been on the red list or the blacklist at this point or the you know not safe for Americans list for a very, very, very long time. So if you're going to vacation, vacation, but mitigate your risk, go to places that are, you know, um, excuse me, I think they have a travel advisory site where you can go to. And you can kind of just double check to make sure that where you're traveling, you know, it has some type of a green light, you know, make sure your policy is in place. At least you have at the minimum burial, which is even cheaper. They also have travel insurance, which is just as affordable and economic, you know, for those of you who are trying to just save money a little bit. Um, but if not, make sure you have your, your insurance policy, too, with your will and your beneficiaries. Have that stuff in place. And then if you have not already, sooner than later, take safety classes Um I think I've mentioned her before on my on my uh podcast, but um I I saw her on Instagram. I was Instagram for just a little bit yesterday, and I think it's called like Sisters in Defense or something like that. I'm gonna have to try to go back in and try to screenshot it for you. But if she um gives you a bunch of tips on how to make yourself safer, right? And then it becomes a lifestyle. You start to apply it to how you carry yourself, the things you carry with you, how you travel and and navigate. And then you start to carry it over into your house and um, your workplace and stuff like that. And and how to have networks and be trackable and and, um, by family and friends and stuff like that, too. So I'll try to find that for you um, to protect yourself. And then the rest is just, you know, some stuff you really can't help. I don't think these people would have seen that somebody opened fire on them. But again, there's a reason that Mexico is like on the do not fly there list. And um, if you didn't know, now you know. And if you didn't hear it on the news and you didn't hear from all of the other content creators, you're hearing it from your divine feminine, which is kind of like way out there in the esoteric, metaphysical, lifestyle type of, you know, genre. Um, a little bit of like health and wealth and, and conversations. But yeah, you did not hear it here first, but you definitely heard it here. I, if I were you, I would not be flying. Now for my passport, boys. <clears throat> Me, 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 me. <laughs> My passport boys, listen. Spring break is coming. I know y'all like to have the friendly and feminines. They cook, they clean. Head on out to, you know, Mexico. Go to Matamoros. You know, find yourself a good, cheap hotel. Book those tickets. Catch those flights. I know some of y'all already got your tax refund money, you know, in your checking account. And you just don't know where... Matamoros, Mexico. For my passport boys, head on out. How you doing? (laughs) Until the next one. Bye.